Willis couldn't even read the cue cards correctly at his own roast on Comedy Central. Oh, Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. was like I was flipping through channels and I happened to stop on like oh no I think maybe it was on the a recording of a Bill Burr thing that I had on Comedy Central it was, anyway I DVR like I, I I set it to like a few minutes before my show and a few minutes after because I don't want to lose anything in, right. in the context of the show so I had a recording and it was the end of the Bruce Willis roast and like, he was really struggling to say I'm still Bruce Willis bitches but then he also threw out there that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, like, officially. I just thought, that, what a stupid joke to make. What a stupid way to go. And, obviously, he didn't write the jokes. Um, I don't really don't know how that works. I think the show probably writes the jokes for the guest, and they have, like, a main writer that writes most of the jokes for the other people, but I think the people will have to bring their own writers for their own part of the roast, right? I mean, yeah, I think it just depends on, um, you know, what, what type of entertainer you are. Like, if you're a, a comedian, not, you know... If you're a comedian that writes your own material, you write your own. Or if you have, you know, joke writers, you know, if you're somebody like, um, it would be know, advisable to get a good joke writer if you're gonna go on a roast. It'd be it'd be like good advice to go to get somebody to write jokes for you because you're gonna look like an asshole on television, right? Dude, I, I tell you what, out of all those roasts, I can't remember. I want to say it was the one for Justin Bieber, but of all people that roasted somebody. Martha Stewart has fucking good timing. Oh. Like, <laughs> like you know, it comes from some people you don't suspect. She, like she Martha does have Stewart... good timing, otherwise her brownies would fucking suck, David. <laughs> but, like, but you know what I mean? Like, have you ever seen, like, a celebrity that, like, you mm -hmm. wouldn't associate with being a comedian, like, will tell jokes but have, and have good timing? Yeah, yeah I'm trying uh... to think of a celebrity that ended up being funny who you wouldn't necessarily think had, like, a sense of humor. Uh... I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it'll come to you later. Yeah, later on. <laughs> not not during like a podcast where you like actually have to have an opinion and say interesting things. I'll think of it later, folks, and you know, like get around to <laughs> we'll it. We'll get back to yeah. you. We'll yeah, have a so bonus episode. Not like it's a conversation or anything. <laughs> the only thing I wanted to bring up before we really like uh, tore apart Jeff Bridges was um like I saw this guy's post on social media and it was like a lonely post. And I, obviously I don't want to bring the house down. Like, we're in a groove right now, and I'm, a, I'm screwed up with feelings or anything. But I just wanted to say, like, dude, if you're if you're out there and, like, you happen to come across my response to your post, or you, you like, tune into this, man, like, you're not alone, brother. Like, there's a reason why shows like ours exist. To make a community. To find like-minded individuals all across the internet. And, like, you're definitely not alone, brother. Like we're all sitting here in the middle of the night you know you know what i mean and like uh we're i think we're much more connected than we think we are we all feel lost in our own trouble sometimes and like overburdened yeah. like bills gas money responsibilities obligations dreams we can't fulfill getting a little bit older facing cancer we're like whatever we're doing like you know 
I don't think we're that removed from each other. Like, it just, it just struck a chord in me. This happened a couple hours ago, you know, like, I was, like, scheduling some of our posts for our social channels and, like, having to see this. I think it was on LinkedIn, of all places. Like, that's not usually a place you see, like, a very personal post, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, on the job social boards, whatever, but I was just like, like, that was the status update. And I was like, dude, I don't know. I mean, it's mostly memes. But then every once in a while, something hits a chord, you know? And uh, and I believe it to, tr to be true. Like, you just got to find your people, you know? Connect with your people, yeah. and then and things get better. That's all. And here I am dreaming up parody movies of Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, anyway. So that's that. Um, this guy needed our help. I gave it to him, and if you're listening, brother, here we are. Drop us a line anytime, and uh, and if you're feeling that way, just freaking hit play. You know, we almost, there's 300 episodes to, to keep you going. Um, right. That's yeah. Hours of entertainment. Yeah, hours of stuff. I mean, sometimes you just need to hear, like, another person talking. Right. You know? That's that, enough. That comfort of, yeah, I totally get that, man. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Know. Like, yeah... Entertaining as hell, but also could could service as like a beacon for a community. You know what I mean? Could be like a thing. Um, I mean, we talk about this every once in a while. Like the podcast is a happy accident. Like we went to film school. We wanted to make films. We went into the film industry. The frustrations of dealing with the film industry is one of the reasons we find ourselves on a podcast every week. You know, right. like that weighed against real life and all our, everything that's going on. Like. That you know, you know what I mean. So another thing the guy could do is get on a microphone, start your own podcast. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then maybe you'll find your people that way because maybe people will just want to hear what you have to say, and and then you'll be, you'll be bringing somebody else back from the ledge. You know, you're on the ledge. Well, next week you're you're pulling somebody back from the ledge. Who knows? Right. You know. Anyway, speaking of ledges, Jeff Bridges' character is out on a limb on this one in this movie called Success, or if you've seen one of the four or five cuts of this movie that the director tried to release after the fact, rewriting in post and having narration and trying to s save whatever this movie is, um, this guy was in Europe with Jeff Bridges and this other actress, though I think it's the one who actually plays the prostitute in the movie, not even the one who plays the wife, but the one who plays the prostitute, so he's in Europe trying to finance this movie. And the financing falls through, but they have, like, half the sets or whatever. They have, like, half the movie. So then they decide they're just going to take the half of the movie they have. And he he bought a, a script from Larry Cohen, of all people. And uh, when Dave was researching it, I think you found, like, a full-length title for the movie. Yeah, it was on IMDb, which, yeah. you know, I'd have to pull up again, but... Yeah, I had like a, a real. You kept saying success. I'm like, but I'm pulling up yeah. something else. It's 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 called the the American Success Company, The Ringer, Good as Gold, and the one that Prime dug out of the. I don't know attic of old movie. Like they went to some like bargain bin of movie licensing rights and pulled it out as just success. The success version was released like four years after the American Success Company, the original cut, the theatrical cut. It's a director's cut, and he went back and had Jeff Bridges record a bunch of narration. Like, 
see, I thought the movie was playing out like somebody adapted like somebody's dime store novel. Because yeah. Jeff Bridges is narrating like literally every scene, and not just every scene. Like, there's nothing cut together in this movie that's a scene. Like, he literally talks over all, all pretty much all the dialogue. Like every scene, if every scene on average is three or four minutes long, and some scenes are ten minutes long, or at least feels that way. So if a scene is three minutes, he's talking for two and a half minutes. If a scene is ten minutes, he's talking for like eight, eight or nine minutes, and. We're just seeing these things happen, like he's doing the shuttlecock, or he's he's racing at the gymnasium, or he's like in a car on, on his way to his job at a credit card company, I guess, that his father-in-law runs, but there's like a corporate banking entity to the company. Um, but I mean, did you, did people used to go to jail for not paying their credit card bills? I, I have no clue. Because there's a scene in this movie where there's like a couple, some, some mom-and-pop couple from Kentucky or whatever, but they're, right. mute. they're on vacation in Munich and got pulled out of, like, Disneyland Germany or something and are in front of this guy, and he and they're trying to show the two sides of the main character. And I realized, after I texted you back and forth about, like, how we kind of... Do- this movie's a dog, and, like, neither of us is going to like this movie, and it's like, we can't even leave a link for this movie because it's almost like we'd then be promoting this movie. Right. <laughs> I realize, like, uh, you know, it's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Like, that's literally what it is. Like, he has an ego and, like, an alter ego, and they're, like, competing with each other because he creates a whole character for himself to go out on the town and learn how to womanize and, like, do all the stuff that he thinks would impress their father-in-law and make his, like, basically, like, uh, dead fish of a wife react to to him in any kind of significant, you know, and sentimental way. Plus, she's super spoiled, and the dad realizes that at one point. And, and it's Ned Beatty, right? Say that again? It's the other Beatty, right? Ned, or whatever his name is? Ned Beatty, yeah. Yeah. So, I thought it was going to be cool, because he was in it, you know? And uh, and whatever. Yeah, and it's Jeff Bridges. But here's the thing, like, if there was ever a movie that Jeff Bridges doesn't want anybody to see, like, I think we've discovered it. Like, it's probably this movie. Yeah, it's, it is an odd... Uh... It is a movie. I mean, he's had other movies that kind of went under the radar. Um, like I saw one called Winter Kills, but that's a genuinely good movie. This is not. Um, I think he he's fine in it, but mm. he has shit to work with. Yeah. Um, you know, like he he's such a good actor that he he's you know the best thing in it, but it's oh it's it's pretty awful. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like the there's like um, these really. Um... These like polyester suits or whatever. He sees like a pimp style suit, and the guy has a scar, so he takes on the ego of like the guy that he thinks is is the man about town or whatever. This Hugo, yeah, or whatever the other guy's name is suave, yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. He like and the then he's he's actually like I get his wife is vain and uh, you know all that shit, but like he he takes it like a couple steps too far when he's like manhandling her. I'm like. Jesus Christ, like, dude, you can shove her in the kitchen. She doesn't know what the fuck to do. Like, mm. there's some things where it's like, okay, a different time, so I'm not going to sit here and judge it too harshly, but I'm like, damn, that's a little a little too far, <laughs> you know. Um, oh, the primordial, like, caveman rules? like Yeah, like, get in there, cook. Uh, <laughs> you know, are you along? You're not pretty. The uh, you know. in the house. Right. Yeah. Um, he took it a little too far. Um, yeah, I mean, like, 
Yeah, it's definitely a movie that can't transcend decades. No, it's. I mean, even even the uh, the copy that was on Amazon felt like a first generation VHS that's been watched quite a few times. Oh, that's what I think it was. Uh, there used to be this transfer thing, wasn't it like reel to reel to VHS, where they played the reels and then recorded it to the disc or to, I mean, sorry, to the cassette. Oh, maybe. I yeah, know. it was like one of those jobs, and. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible copy, but I also think the film stock they used for the movie is probably terrible. There was one cheap version of Kodak that some movies used to use, like porno, like porno movies, and it seems like that film stock. You know what I mean? Like Kodak 200 or whatever it was. Like, right. Um, it's out of print now, but it's like a really cheap film that, like, if you had no money to make your movie, though, like, you would just use that film. Huh. Um, but the set pieces are huge. They have like a fake giant mansion, two fake giant mansions, because they go to a party at one house, they live in another house, they have this giant corporation, then they got like, um, what looks like it came from the other movies, like this set with like all the costumes, like where he first starts to put the identity, his uh, alter ego together, right? Yeah. Um, and I think his name was Max, I think he called himself Max, and then he had like a New York Brooklyn accent, like he was literally from the mafia or something. Yeah. Um, which is really odd. How you settle on a character like that, I don't know. Um, the movie seems to drag on for fucking ever. And it's only an hour and a half. Like this was, this was the first time in a long time where it felt like watching a movie was like taking my medicine. Like, yeah, it was a it, chore, it, right? It's a pill to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like we okay. Um, we enjoy all of our sponsors here on the show, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's like when you're being forced to watch something that you then have to praise. Right. Because they've bought your love, David. Um, I mean, but I mean, like, we, we've we been kind of, this month, we've been a little fast and loose. I chose one movie I've already seen, but, like, Love Hurts turned out to be a great discovery. Oh, that, that's uh, so far kind of maybe my favorite of the Bad Romance run, but technically even success still falls into the Bad Romance category. Like this it, whole I mean, it theme. does, but it's... Not a good movie. <laughs> no, I mean, the content sucks, but the problems with his wife, her problems, his problems with romantic connections in general. Also, there's a running joke of him being like a one-minute man, right? He keeps showing the yeah. timer of his sexual encounters, and he can't last. It keeps going up and up, yeah. yeah. Um, and then at one point, like, like the you know, lady of the night or whatever that becomes his sexual teacher um, doesn't want any human engagement, but then at one point... She starts to act like they're dating, and then he lets her down. Um, I, for a minute there, I thought, okay, well, they're going to do this thing. He, he's he's going to leave the wife, and he's going he's gonna to go off with this other lady, and they're going to have tea or whatever mm. in, the, in the Italian countryside or something. I don't know. It didn't really look like Germany, but I guess it was all in Germany. Um, some of it looked like Italy. And people had yeah. Italian attitudes, so I was like, okay, like, where are we? <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? Um but, uh, it's, it's a very disjointed movie. It just, yeah. um, there's a reason. I mean, it's it's funny because I've never heard of this one either, but I never heard of Love of Hurts, but that turned out to be actually good. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you never know what you're going to get sometimes with these movies. Yeah. Because it's like, um, but of course, all the, the big streamers, their approach is we'll buy as many movies as we can and we'll offer as many titles as we can, but... It's more quantity over quality, right? Well, they they put out so much stuff like there's shit that 
either I don't I don't remember's coming out or uh, like uh, they they put out a Shaun the Sheep movie, which are guilty pleasures. Those are great little cartoons. Uh, but like I I had to find out through that about that through other sources that didn't like advertise directly to me. Hmm. Uh, it's weird what they choose to tell you about or not. Sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Um, Amazon has cleaned up their act a little bit as far as their queue, the way they've set up their things. Surprisingly, Disney Plus has a pretty easy one to operate. Yeah. Um, of course, they don't have a big catalog yet. And in fact, like, they were, they were like, there's all this talk of like them doing the new Mighty Ducks, and like I've started to share pictures on our social about the new Mighty Ducks, and uh, and I bring back Emilio Estevez. And, uh, Estevez, yeah, I was watching an interview and he says it's not Estevez, it's Estevez. Well, that was pretty interesting. Anyway, Emilio's coming back as Coach Bombay, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go back and watch those movies. Where'd I go first? I went to Disney+. Plus. Guess what? They don't have the streaming rights until actually, like, summer of next year. Huh. So they give you a little warning. Oh, this, this title's not available until after June of 2021 or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of okay. weird because when they uh, when they started, they have like uh, like that's why all the Marvel movies aren't there because they still have rights, hmm. or Netflix still has like the streaming rights until like next year. Yeah, but it's kind or... of uneven. Like you can watch Infinity War on Netflix, but you can't watch Endgame, which is the second part of the same story. You have to watch that on Disney Plus. You know yeah. what I mean? So you got to watch it on a different platform. Although honestly, nowadays I think most everybody has like one or two, or two or three of, like, the major uh, streamers, so they usually have a crossover. Dude, there's gonna seriously be, like, Binge Watchers Anonymous, but as, like, not somebody else's, like, I think there's a website called that, or another podcast, or whatever, but, um, there's gonna be, like, uh, like, subscription, like, uh, support groups, you know what I mean? Like, instead of gambling addiction, <laughs> there's gonna be, like, Binge Watchers stuck in a room at a support group. That's kind of a funny sketch, you know, like a Saturday Night Live video. I don't know if it's, like, worth a movie's length worth of stuff, but, I mean, that's kind right. of an interesting concept. Like, you're there because you subscribe to too many things, you know. Although, although you know what's funny, though, is um, because, uh, because I don't have uh, cable TV and I live in an area where I can't get over the antenna because we live, I have a high altitude, well... So I have to pay for uh, like a live TV every year mm. for to watch the Oscars. Well, I have the subscription, and it's like funny. I haven't had live TV in so long that I find myself constantly going to it and finding myself get caught up in reruns of, you know, different shows, whether it be uh, like like fa- like cartoons are usually the ones I get sucked into, like reruns of Family Guy or Bob's right, Burgers. Right. Um, and Practical Jokers is like a big one for me. Like that's gonna be a movie. Yeah, I know. I, I'm actually dying to see it. Just because those... Sometimes I just like a cheeseburger in my diet. You know what I mean? And that's a that's a good cheeseburger show. Yes. I would argue that we're also cheeseburgers, but... Ah, but we're a tasty cheeseburger. We're like a, a $6 cheeseburger from Carl's Jr. before they were like over <laughs> 6 bucks. Well, if you... Uh, I think if you get past... Texas, it's called Hardee's. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you leave the West, it's no longer called Carl's Jr. So, Carl's Jr. are Hardee's for yeah. those folks. Carl's Jr. had his burgers stolen by Uncle Hardy. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's like halfway across the West to change his names. And the menu is much more simple if you go to a Hardee's. But sure. officially, Hardee's had the Ghostbusters toys back in the day and so not Carl's Jr. So maybe at one point there was never a Carl's Jr. And then they went out West and had to compete with, I don't know. And now that another podcast has turned into like a fast food show. We could talk more fast games. food, I'll tell you, man. No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, we, we could do fast food movies. I mean, we could probably put together like a month of fast food movies. Like, but that's um, not even where we're going next. Like, uh, picture. Yeah. Um, we think dog, we're going to do an interview associated with South by Southwest Film Festival. And that should be pretty exciting. And that's related to a movie we can't uh, let you know what that is yet. But, but we can at least tell you that we're getting ready for some interviews. If that happens, we're doing like a whole month of extreme sports movies, probably, for March. And then, of course, we'll do our classic St. Paddy's, um, you know, we're going to rewatch one of the leprechauns. Would be, I guess I just told them what we're doing for the next month. I think, I think we should just make that an annual tradition, like every St. Patrick's Day, the oh. next one. So next year will be Leprechaun 2. Well, we've technically already done Leprechaun 1 and referenced it several times. And, uh, yeah, yeah, technically. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Wow, I'm well, gonna have to we'll, we'll take. I'm gonna have to that. take offline conversations with Dave. <laughs> 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 all right, folks, that's binge watchers for the week. Um, you can watch success if you want to. Otherwise, uh, what I was gonna have us do is like talk about good Jeff Bridges movies. Like this is the one you should watch, or this is the one you should watch. Um, there's a movie that a lot of people hate that's on Amazon right now called Seven Sun. It's a fantasy movie with Jeff Bridges. He's like a magical knight and and trains a kid to fight his dragon witch ex-wife or something. Played by Julian Moore of all people. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But that's actually kind of entertaining. So you can watch that instead. We'll give you a link for that one. There's also Crazy Heart. I'll give you a link to Crazy Heart. I love that one. He sings and you know talks about his life looking back on it and uh, it's unfulfilled. So watch that movie. It's good. Um, obviously everybody show, knows the dude really but if you if you go from success to the dude that's a long road man there's gotta be a huge learning curve in there well yeah he, he worked his way I mean actually I think this was a dip because he's usually he's a great actor he's done a lot of good stuff before this but this was a little dip in quality right there yeah but Again, everybody's got those. I think this is the movie he wants to forget but if you're looking for a Jeff Bridges deep cut we found it for you. <laughs>